This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, good morning and welcome to Open for Business, the show that dives into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. This morning on the show, Hazim Azhar, the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia. Founded in 2015, Carpedia is a gig talent platform for logistics players, which aims to play a role as a reliable provider of delivery, manpower, resources, priding itself on simple gig jobs that almost anyone can do, requiring nothing more than a valid driving license, ensuring that work can start within 48 hours of registration. Now, given that the gig economy looks to be here to stay, with some estimates putting the number of gig workers at around 4 million here in Malaysia last year, with a majority of them being young young adults between the ages of 25 and 44, there are plenty of startups and companies that are looking to tap into the opportunity here to better facilitate and support the gig economy, including Hazim, today's guest. Today on Open for Business, we'll speak to him about the role they're playing in the gig economy, the business opportunity present here for Carpedia, why he got started with this nine years ago, and of course, the vision here for Carpedia. Hazim, welcome to the show. Hi, Roshan. Thanks for having me here. A pleasure to have you in the studio with us this time around. I understand the last time you were speaking to us, it was virtual, so it's a much different vibe once yep, you're in yep, here. Yeah, yep, it is. Um, Hazim, first question, it's quite standard. Looking back nine years ago, um, what got you started in with Carpedia? What was the thesis behind all this? Um, our story of starting the business, I think, is a bit different f- compared to other startups or businesses. Fantastic. I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you found um, founders, they um, how they started their business, they stumbled upon many aha, uh, and aha moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, and that became their turning point to start the business. But for us, I think it's the other way around, where we naively started the business without <laughs> knowing anything and without really knowing what's ahead of us and stumbled many aha moments after that. And that forced us to go through a series of pivot to adjust our business to become who we are today. And uh, we started back in 2015 uh, as a traditional car rental business. <laughs> the, 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 name, the name makes more sense yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> the name makes more sense. Hence why people ask me a lot, why Carpedia? Yeah? Uh, and we started at university, mm. car rental, and later on we pivoted, found a niche, um, niche after niche, and we got comfortable with a niche that um, we stayed on it for quite some time, which is to do car rental business for e-hailing industry. Yeah, um, at that particular time, we were partnering with Uber and Grab uh, to supply drivers uh, to them. Yeah, so what we did back then was we ran out our cars to um, those people who wanted to do Grab and Uber, but they don't have suitable cars. Yeah, so we provide uh, the cars for them. Business was good. Um, we did that. Uh, I think in 2016 until 2020. We grew from one car to 150 cars organically, while all of us, the co-founders, we still had our daytime job that time. We did it on um, uh, as a side side gig. Uh, and 2020, mm. COVID came. <laughs> yeah, and you know, during COVID, e-hailing was badly affected. People can't go out. Uh, our utilization rate pre-COVID it was 90 to 95 percent. Wow. During COVID, 
maximum is 30% Roshan. Yeah, it was so bad. So we had to find ways to survive. And uh, the initial idea was with this 30% of driver, how do we help them so at least they get sufficient income, at least they could pay our rental. That's all. That, mm-hmm. was, that was what we were thinking. Uh, and we saw e-commerce, logistics and parcels were, was booming, right? Parcels are everywhere. People are shopping crazy online. Yeah? So we want to talk uh, to our first client was uh, Ninja Van. We want to talk to mm-hmm. them. The conversation was like, hey, uh, <laughs> we have these 30% of drivers. They have cars. Enough space for them to send the parcels on behalf of you. So, and they agreed to that. And that's what, what we did to save Carpedia uh, for the whole 2020 and 2021. And in 2022, we decided to go all out with this business model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the B2B business model is yeah. generally quite more stable than the B2C yeah, yeah, side of yeah, things. Yeah. Um, I mean, not, not that you were exactly B2C as well, um, but that is a great example of a pivot. You saw, you had a pool of drivers. Mm-hmm. How else can you utilize the drivers? What other, how else can you utilize the skill sets? Delivery at that time, logistics mm-hmm. needed, short haul delivery, in yeah, town, exactly. people were ordering, e-commerce yeah. was booming. So fantastic to hear that that pivot over there. So we've got, what, three versions of Carpedia, the initial standard rental yeah, version. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah. Then version two was the, okay, we're going to get these cars, we're going to rent the cars to Uber E-hailing, and Grab yeah. drivers. Yeah. And then the pivot in 2020, yeah. now you're a logistics matching platform starting Correct. with Ninja Van. Yeah. Um, what was, outside of the pandemic, mm. What was the biggest challenge in the early days? Right? Obviously, the pandemic was a huge thing. But, you know, before that, from the 2016 to 2020 mm-hmm. era, when you were building out version one and two, yeah. what was the most challenging thing for you guys? Um, even, yeah, the business was growing. As my, I mentioned, we grew from one to 150. But we were pretty much growing in Klang Valley. Okay. Yeah? So in terms of scalability, uh, it is a bit hard because it involves assets, the mm. fleets. Yeah. And, it's and you had 150 cars. 150 cars. And uh, we we find it very challenging to maintain the fleets. Mm. You need space, you need um, to, uh, the, the, the fleet maintenance, and that causes a lot. And I think that's also one of the reasons uh, that we learned that if we were to pivot to something else after this, it's going to be, it has to be light. Mm, uh, like the, yeah, gold, the golden be, words. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. And I think... Uh, uh, we, we, we see the results now. Yeah. Mm. So what happened to those cars once you pivoted over to this, this logistics matching mm. platform business? Uh, thank God, the only cars that we own was the car that I bought the first car to start the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how it started was, I was just started working. So I had this loan capacity. Mm-hmm. So I bought the car with zero down payment and, <laughs> <laughs> and shared it with my, with my uh, partner. And, uh, put it at university. That was the only car. The, the second car and up until 150 car, it was all other people's car. So uh, we utilized, um, if you have cars at home sitting idle, um, you can put the car into our platform and we rent it out to this. Yeah. Right. So you still had a asset light version. Version. Uh, but it's just that you're managed, you have to manage the fleet. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so from over the last nine years, what would you say are the key lessons you've learned? Obviously, pivoting and adapting is a key part of that. But talk to us about some of the key lessons you've learned as a founder and entrepreneur yourself. Uh, I would say pre- perseverance mm. because I think it was really hard for me, especially when I had daytime job uh, mm. to, to juggle between 
what's your dream and then um, your your daily life and uh, what keeps me going is the idea that um, there is the dream that I want to I want to achieve um, later in five to ten years lah, mm. and that holds me to what I do in my daily life I think and and it is really hard to maintain that there are days that you get down <laughs> but I think yeah if if in one word I could I could mention is perseverance mm-hmm. how do you how you how do you stay motivated uh, every day keep showing up uh, for it yeah yeah and you've got that north north star as you mentioned your goal your yeah. ambition the next yeah. five ten years do you mind sharing what that is what is it that drives you going forward I think for us, the co-founders, um, I think me, Amirul, um, and Fyrus, uh, we were childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For your information, we have known each other for the past 25 years. Wow. We went to the same school together. And I think, um, and when we started this business, I think um, that is the main thing that I think, um, apart from discovering the markets and discovering the opportunities ahead of us, I think what makes us stick together is the idea of having this, um, having this, building this empire and building this dream together with your childhood <laughs> friends. I think that sticks us together right until now, and I think uh, that is the main north uh, if you if I could mention lah. 25 years of friendship. You know, yeah. a lot of people I know, um, the minute you have this idea of starting businesses with friends, it's like, mm, I don't want to risk our friendship. But you guys, nine years have done it. Um, When did you... You've had two pivots so far. 2020 was a big pivot and you're still doing the talent matching business yep. today. Obviously, it's grown. It's different now. When did you know that Carpedia would work? When was that? Do you have that aha moment where you're like, guys, this is going to work? <laughs> Especially, I think I'm going to elaborate more on the uh, the latest business model, right? Um, during pandemic, we were basically experimenting between two segments of markets uh, that I did not mention just now. Number one is the logistic and parcel industry. And another one is online groceries industry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because those are the big hit during COVID, right? So practically those were the industries that saved us in 2020 and 2021. And up until late 2021, quarter four 2021, One event happened, which is MCO was lifted up. Mm. So when MCO was lifted up, we saw a very clear trend in data that when MCO was lifted up, the demand for online groceries shopping quickly dropped, mm. yeah, rapidly dropped. And I think it makes sense because I think, I don't know whether it's uh, the behavior of consumer in Malaysia or Asia, but when it comes to buying vegetables buying buying your fresh grocery they still prefer to go out and touch it and smell it yeah and but the demand for parcels and online logistics it goes up and it goes stronger has the trend continued because we we have heard e-commerce yeah. is kind of i think it's a, a little bit i think it's a bit uh, be, because of the economic outlook mm. it's a bit uh, what do you call that fluctuated mm. fluctuated uh, but there's still a good demand still And um, we saw that trend, and so we decided that uh, okay, this is um, 2022. Let's go all out with this business model, and scale down other businesses, yeah, uh, including the online grocery shopping. Uh, so another indicator was the scalability, yeah. Like I mentioned just now, 
um, five years we were doing this uh, the previous business model, we were pretty much growing only in Klang Valley. But just after one year uh, and a half doing this new business model, we were already serving um, parcels all across Malaysia and some part in Sabah, Sarawak. Yeah. I think we're going to go into a few messages. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the growth ahead. Uh, but before that, of course, who's using your platform? How are you competing with other players in the scene? And what lies ahead? Folks, I've been speaking with Hazim Azhar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent platform for the logistics industry. I'm Roshan Kandison. You're listening to Open for Business. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I'm speaking with Hazim Azhar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent platform for the logistics industry. Uh, Hazim, earlier we were talking about uh, the multiple pivots you've had along the way. You started back in 2015. You had a version one, which was just car rental. You had a version two, which was car rental in the e-hailing industry and 2020 hit things changed massively no one was using e-hailing utility utilization rates dropped and then you pivoted to the logistics industry basically and you saw that e-commerce boom you also had online shopping but uh, online groceries but e-commerce is the one that's continued to be a main business model for you uh, since 2020 um Azim, talk to us a little bit about the demographics on your platform today, right? In this latest version of the business model, um, who's using your platform? What kind or how on average, how long are they using it? For what purposes? What can you tell us about the demo? Okay, even though we have changed, this is something that we learn. Even though we have changed the business model, what we but we are pretty much serving the same market audience. Yeah, In e-hailing, we were serving this gig economy market and also currently... This, with this new business model, we are serving the same market segment, yeah? So by understanding, so we basically, even though we have changed the business model, but we have brought up the learnings that we got from the previous business model by understanding their behavior, their desire, what do they like, what do they like um, to produce our products right now. Yeah? And uh, the demographic was the same. Uh, the main demographic for us right now is transitional job seekers, people who wanted to do, uh, who wants to find a permanent job while, while at the same time they have like this time gap of six months. So they come to our platform and do this kind of job. And it, the, in terms of age, um, 30 to 40 is the most uh, talent on our platform. Um, so that's the supply side. On the demand side, who's using these services, right? Because you've, you're focusing on logistics. So Ninja Van was a big client of yours, or the first client. Who are your other major clients today? Oh, they are mainly parcels logistic company. For example, like the likes of Ninja Van, the likes of um, Lazada Logistics, the likes of Shopee Express, yeah, um, GNT. Yeah, those, cli- those logistic companies dealing with e-commerce Parcels online, yeah. Mm. Are you also talking about on Grab, for example, you've got Grab delivery same day, I want to send something to my friend. Mm. Is that a space you're no, in as well? that is different because that is more on on-demand. Yeah. But how we do it is, it is more on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, 
job that you need to show up every day mm. and pick up a few volumes of parcels, numbers of parcels, and to be sent out to, to the rest of the day. Yeah, so it's different. So it's really as part of that, you're being considered as part of the fleet for the e-commerce fulfillment Correct. side of things. Exactly, exactly. Except they're not keeping it entirely on their books. Correct. It's, uh, there's Correct. a bit of outsourcing the going outsource, on there. Yep. Um, so for you to make this business work, you have to make the demand supply mm. on, on the platform work. Mm. What goes into making sure that there are, there's enough supply to meet the demand that you have? Um, the supply of manpower, it definitely because it has to be the products that we are offering. Mm. Yeah, so the product has to fulfill whatever their the behavior, what they like and what they dislike. For example, the gig workers they can't wait to get uh, paid one month. Mm. They can't. Yeah, and we had to fulfill that. So what we are doing right now, instead of even though clients are paying us on a on a 30 days basis, but we manage to pay them on a weekly basis. Uh, but we are moving. How can we pay them on a daily basis? Yeah, and also for and also the perks that they got. For example, um, with being on our platform, they have the they have the features of they can't withdraw their salary early. I think those are the products that we are still developing. How can we add values to all these gig workers in order for them to come into the platform? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that early wage access, yep. micro loans, embedded insurance. Um, gig platforms, um, you and others, have been trying to essentially benefits for them to keep on the, because the churn is quite high for you Correct. guys. Correct. Um, so we're entering what seems to be a new in-between phase of work, right? It's not entirely freelancing and part-time, but it's not full-time work either. Mm -hmm. It is the gig economy. Mm -hmm. The churn side of things must be very difficult. You said earlier that you're looking at people staying on the platform around six months in yeah. terms of the supply side. Um, is, is it strictly six months? Or are you seeing people, you know, are there people doing this full-time? Basically, that's the, the whole idea of our platform that the normal typical journey of um, users coming to the platform they would come as a part-time doing part-time jobs mm -hmm. uh, for example the easiest to, is to start as a part-time last mile drivers which are the job scope is by picking up parcels at the hubs and send it out to consumers house yeah that is the easiest by doing part-time it means that they got paid only on how many parcels they successfully delivered. So that means their income could be fluctuated. Yeah. So that's the, the responsibility of, of the platform. How do, we, how do we give them a better experience? How do we give them better security in terms of job? So what the platform can do is, we are, the platform will be able to spot the talent, yeah. Or oh, this guy uh, has very good performance. He has discipline. He show ups every day, and his earning is good. His parcels volume that he sent is good. So you will be able to tell us, hey, this guy is good. Why don't convert him to become a full time driver? And by moving him to full time, at least there is the elements of social mobility that we want to do there. Part time with inconsistent income now going to full-time, he has basic salary, he has EPF statutory deductions, it has medical benefits, it has, he can claims uh, all this in yeah. terms of financial, it mm -hmm. gives you fin more financial stability. But we are do aware that it is still in within low-skill mm -hmm. jobs, right? Sending parcels. It is rare that when you ask people, what's your ambition? You want to become a, a parcel delivery driver, right? So it is also our responsibility. How do we move these uh, gig workers working in this low skill job to be to work 
in the platform being working in semi skill and how do we upgrade them some more from semi to ah. high skill yeah so that's what we want to do the idea is how does one gig worker come to our platform he started as a parcel driver but end up be, to become an engineer so that's yes so there is a there is there is an upward mobility angle yeah. to it as well uh, the the gig side of things is basically like a funnel in order to yeah. get the top talent exactly. to become full-time drivers full-time yeah. drivers on your books or on books of the clients on our book okay on our book so you are hiring full-timers on your Correct. on your platform on your in the company um and I guess this goes to helping you with reliability of your service. Right. Because at the end of the day, um, delivery... Uh, it helps to maintain the retention. Yeah. Okay, yep. that retention. Mm. Now, how do you ensure that, you know, your QC is up to snuff, right? Because um, the gig economy, if you anyone can if yep. anyone can be a part of it, uh, mm. sometimes we have that big... There is a standard deviation curve, right? Mm. You're going to have unpleasant experiences as well. Yep. What do you do on your platform to ensure the quality of the service provided to the end customer? Okay, I think on the, um, those who already started as a part-timer to be converted to full-timer, I think it's just easy mm. because those are um, the talent that we can closely monitor, right? But the hard part is from outside coming to do the, f- the, the first job. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That is a bit hard part. So we put um, a few layers of security to um, filter them. The first filter would be on the the, the registration, registration part. So we purposely made it a bit tedious for them to provide, uh, for example, the next of kings and those kind of information. And then after they completed the registration, they are required to go to onboarding session where onboarding session where they, it is all doing on our platform online. Uh, they are required to answer quiz and it has to have a certain minimum score. So mm. that's how we, so that's how we um, filter the quality of the talent. How's it? We're going to go into the news bulletin. When we come back, we'll talk about the competitive landscape because you are not the only gig economy platform in the in the Malaysia in the recent recent years. We've seen a lot of come into the space, including Q, uh, Quirk, Troopers, GoGet, and Fast Kings, among others. We'll talk a little bit more about that and the growth ahead after the news bulletin. Folks, I've been speaking with Hazim Azhar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent platform for the logistics industry. I'm Roshan Ganesan. You're listening to Open for Business. We'll be back after the news bulletin. So keep it here to BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Banana from Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kandesan and this morning I'm speaking with Hazim Azhar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent matching platform for the logistics industry, specifically the e-commerce industry uh, with parcel delivery being a key part of the business today. They started off with car rental services, then car rental services for the e-hailing industry. The pandemic came along, changed things up and they moved into both the e-commerce and online grocery business. Today, the e-commerce Parcel delivery is a main part of their business model. Hazim, earlier we talked a bit about who's on the platform, how do you retain uh, people on your platform because ensuring that the supply 
is really important so that your clients have a consistent uh, talent pool there to utilize to uh, to hire basically the gig economy is very hot and there are a lot of platforms in the space uh, job street fiverr side gig fast jobs fast gigs go get troopers and quirk i could go on yeah. a few of them we've had on the show yeah. in the past you have a specific focus mm-hmm. which is the logistics uh, sector is that enough of a differentiator uh, from other gig economy platforms, especially with players like Grab and Food Panda in the space as well? Uh, although slightly different uh, focuses on the end, is this enough of a niche for you to differentiate yourself from yep. the other players? Yeah, I think for us, the positioning in the market is really, really important. If you ask me, there are two types of competitors in the space. Number one. The number one type of competitor is those who are doing manpower outsourcing companies, those that you mentioned just now, we, in which in nature, basically they are doing, um, they are serving many other industries as well, not just logistics. And another type which are more directly to us, uh, yeah, they are the type of uh, smaller logistics service providers. Mm. Mostly they are traditional logistic companies and they are doing this manpower outsourcing on the side as um, part of the their products yeah but to us we come in between mm. yeah we come in between we come in to the scene as a technology company doing gig manpower outsourcing in a very niche industry which is parcels and logistics so we are by this positioning it put us in a position that we are able to serve multiple main logistics player under one platform and what we can do is we are able to aggregate all the puzzles and all the jobs under one integrated Carpida platform. For example, I would give you one example, uh, a situation in a shop lots in Jalan Kelang Lama. Mm. If you go to the one area is Jalan Kelang Lama, you will see that JNT, Ninja Van, <laughs> Lazada, all sitting next to each other. Yeah, And you can go directly to, for example, JNT and send parcels for JNT. But going with Carpedia you have the access of single sign-on to access all the parcels from all those logistic providers. So rather than going to one particular provider and pick up like, I don't know, 50 parcels, 30 parcels, you can actually pick up 30 parcels from Ninja Van, 50 parcels from JNT, 30 parcels from uh, Shopee Express so that you can boost your income some more and to fill up the gap in terms of maintaining your income. Yeah, so that's what we do. So you are providing a agnostic platform essentially so that drivers can tap into the, I guess, the busyness of all the different players out there Correct. Uh, in one platform. So you Correct. can have, have like three, four, five, seven yeah. different apps yeah. for all the different players in the yeah. industry. I spoke to a uh, doctor on call last week and the word uh, that one of the founders used to describe uh, the business was bookings.com mm-hmm. for the medicine yeah, and yeah. pharmaceutical yeah. industry. Uh, this is bookings.com for logistics in the way, right? Where you are, you've got different drivers on your platform Correct. and you also have in-house drivers as well for Correct. maybe clients who want a bit more the in-house was things. mainly um, specifically assigned for a particular locations mm-hmm. yeah, because our the kind of jobs uh, the kind of jobs that we had that we are focusing right now it requires their presence mm-hmm. so it has the locality the, the locality plays a big part there mm. yeah. but you know Hazim if I'm a big enough company um, wouldn't I want to have my own drivers on staff like why would I need you for example oh um because of the nature of gig itself, mm. I think it's a new thing for companies, especially big companies, to handle the nature of 
manpower who are fl- too flexible and too short terms. <laughs> I think there's a reason why, especially those new rising industries that needs this kind of flexibility, they can't manage it on their own. So, so that's what we do. Like like the one that I mentioned earlier, the 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 features that we give, the perks that we give for, to manage all these short terms and uh, the flexibility of the gig workers on uh, on their platform to serve their companies. Yeah. Mm. Now, you mentioned that you are a tech platform, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself white labeling your solution, your tech, to other companies who may need to, you know, they may, may want to manage their own in-house fleet, but they don't have that. They're a bit of a legacy company. They don't have the tech to do so. Is that an avenue for you in the longer term? Um we do not have it right now, but we are open for that. Mm. We are open for that kind of opportunity as long as it could scale as better. Yeah. Um, now, gig matching platforms usually have a few ways of generating revenue. Um, one, obviously, uh, the job platforms, the old job platforms will have listing fees, of course, but you've also got take rates for the jobs that are, suc- uh, that are successful, sharing revenue. Uh, you've also got things like advertising fees as well that some platforms use. What is the business model uh, for Carpedia? Um, right now, we have two different business model. Number one is um, service fee for client. This is mainly for the full-time positions. Um, and then the number two is uh, f- commission proposal. And this is mainly for these uh, part-time drivers. Do you see uh, tapping into other revenue streams in a longer-term advertising? Yeah, yeah like we, do, we, um, we do see other opportunities that we could, uh, we could tap into, especially dealing with uh, clients. Uh, yeah, if you ask me, yes. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about revenue in a few minutes. Yep. We've got to go into a few messages first. Folks, I've been speaking with Hazim Azhar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent platform for the logistics industry. And we've been talking about their journey over the last nine years and what lies ahead for this company. I'm Roshan Kainasin. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossPolly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossPolly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kandesan and this morning I'm speaking with Hazim Azhar. He is the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent matching platform for the logistics industry, specifically the e-commerce parcel delivery industry. Um, Hazim, it's been nine years you've been in this business. You've had a few pivots along the way. You're primarily uh, generating revenue through service fees, which you try to charge your clients for the full-time drivers you have on staff. And of course, for the standard gig economy model, there is a shared or a commission-based revenue stream that you're getting from per parcel delivery. So basically on success. Um, Where is Carpedia today in terms of revenue generation? What can you tell us there? Uh, I think I'll describe the revenue after we reborn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from 2020 onwards. <laughs> from 2020 onwards. Eh? In 2022, we were doing seven figures, and which was uh, uh, a 30% of growth as compared to um, 2021. Uh, because 2020 was the first year of our, our reborn, right? And 2023, we were uh, we started to see things started making sense to mm, us, mm. and we saw a significant growth of three x in 2023, um, making us still in seven figures uh, region. 
2024 we are expecting to replicate this about the same rate of 3x and will this 3x if if you hit this 3x will this take you into eight figures revenue yep. fantastic so we've talked a little bit about the business model as it is today what do you what is going to drive the 3x growth that you're expecting this year um, mainly our key drivers are the number of gig workers that we could cater on the platform every day yeah right now uh, we are what the platform can do it could cater less than 500 gig workers per day on the platform so the question is how do we further enhance the platform so it's a capacity issue yes correct mm. how do we further enhance the platform how do we efficiently process their application how do we efficiently match them to the jobs how we, how we efficiently deploy them to the site uh, from 500 now to how do we get to 1000 how do we get to 2000 and how do we get to yeah 10000 that's mainly the the key drivers for us. Uh, are you looking at, obviously that's a big job as well with the capacity building element, but are you looking at anything else to uh, to drive growth going forward, other revenue streams that you are, you're currently working on that could be introduced in the next year or two? Yeah. Um, as what I mentioned just now, the social mobility part, yeah, to upgrade them from being uh, part-time to full-time, from doing parcel delivery to semi-skill, those are the parts that we have started last year end of last year and the revenue stream has already come in in a small scale in which we are sending our potential gig workers that has good qualifications good performance on our platform to be sent to uh, renewable and solar energies mm -hmm. because for example eh, like what, what we we have seen all these parcel delivery drivers on our uh, platform not necessarily they don't have qualifications they do have qualifications they do have experience it's just that with the job market right now mm. yeah so uh it's a matter of how do we map them how do we spot them and to be sent to uh to be sent to more relevant industry and more sustainable industry. for example like those are the drivers that we found that they have experience doing site supervisor in construction industry before. So it's about giving them a little bit of upskilling and reskilling to understand solar industry and send them to solar. Yeah. How do you derive revenue from this? Same as the, um, the type one revenue model, which is on the service fee. So you hire them full time yeah. and then you basically act as a... We do, yeah, we hire them full time, but assigned to the client. Yeah. So it depends on the contracts with the client mm. and and we are still within the gig terms which is less than one year so it's it's kind of like a a variation of employer of record where you they're employed by you but yeah. they're working for someone else correct correct and i'm sure that's something we can talk about in more detail once it starts becoming a yeah, bigger yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, business yeah, sure. in a few years We're happy to discuss that um big topic of course now and you can't run away from it hazim is profitability mm -hmm. where is carpedia in terms of its journey to profitability or how profitable is the company today Day to day, month to month, I think we are um, closing our gaps in terms of burn rate. Mm -hmm. And uh, with this rate that we are going right now, um, I I am confident that within 12 months, we'll be able to hit, uh, to hit our profitability. And that is immediate profitability or uh, profit after tax profitability? Profit what? after tax. All right. Yep. So full on profitability yep. uh, expected within the next 12 months. Yes. Um, and what are your expected, I guess, margins, gross margins of the business? You know, it's a gig economy. Tell us a little bit about uh, where your margins are at. Okay. 
In terms of margins, um, out of these two revenue models, we are doing at the early of double digits. Mm. But we see potentials how it could, uh, with the, especially with the uh, automations, with the enhancement of the technology, we could further enhance it to to the high quartile of double digit. Yeah. So you're looking to grow a big part of that is building capacity. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're you might be looking at raising funds along the way. Yes. Uh, but before we talk about what you're looking ahead, how much have you raised so far, and how has that been invested? Okay. Last year we we managed to raise from two VCs um, in July 2023. It was um, it was a six figures investment. And the fund was mainly utilized to build, uh, to enhance our technology, which we started uh, to use it for uh, development of web app. And also, I think in a very near time, we are going live with our mobile app for the drivers. And yeah, and I think in this year, towards the end of the year, we are going to raise some more. And this focus is still within how do we improve and further enhance the technology some more with mm. the additional funds coming in and also the possibility of uh, expanding our service regionally. How much are you looking to raise uh, this year? Is there a target in mind? Uh, yes, there is a target in mind, but I can't reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us how much you've raised over the last nine years to build Carpedia? Uh, we, had, we, have, we have raised once uh, in 2020 mm. using the previous business model that was through ECF okay and the that was uh, actually we intended it to be a seed but because of unforeseen challenges that mm-hmm. we had to pivot so we named it as pre-seed mm. pre-seed one and last year was pre-seed two and total combined together we had close to um, close to one million of uh, funding so this year uh, the the round that you're looking to raise will be seed proper or still pre-seed yes it will, it, it will be seed and hopefully no more seed one or seed <laughs> um, let's look ahead um, uh, Hazim um, as we come to a close in this conversation yeah um what do you think is the most likely kind of exit for this business, right? Because at the end of the day, you are raising money from investors who are looking at a certain um, exit trajectory, usually seven to 10 years on average. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most likely kind of exit for this business, M&A, trade sale, IPO? Yeah. Um, uh, tricky question, Roshan. I think it's still we are still far off uh, mm. in terms of uh, uh, the exit. But since you asked, I prefer to see Carpedia to be acquired by another mm. um, large company. My view, I think my view could change over time, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the value that I see where we are going with Carpedia is uh, by becoming a platform that manage manpower in the gig economy style, gig economy context, in which I think that is a real value, especially to big corporations, uh, which are managing the short terms and also the flexibility as part of the ecosystem. And I think that is going to be a big part in terms of trend. It is We are seeing it right now, and I think it's going to be, going to be bigger in the future. And we believe that gig economy is going to be the global workforce of the future. And we want to be there to provide this kind of service and hopefully we could be part of some large organization that drive their manpower. Yeah. Hazem, wish you all the best ahead with your ambitions here and uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. 
I've been speaking with Hazim Azhar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Carpedia, a talent matching platform for the logistics industry focused on parcel delivery for e-commerce businesses. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You've been listening to Open for Business. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.